0: Hey everyone, good morning. Welcome to our Sunday weekly warm up where we get to be live exclusive in our private Facebook group. My name is Ray Hewart. I am here as always with Brad Hughes, and you just get the double duo today. We are hanging out. We're excited to get into some educational conversation. We're excited to hear your conversations in the chat because when we stream at one location, we can all communicate, whether it be from people watching in the comments and commenting back and forth to one another or also engaging with those on the screen Brett and I are excited to bring up listener questions, some content we saw on social media, and get you set ready for an amazing week ahead as we kick off October. We'll be right back, but please make sure during this quick commercial that you share with us where you're watching from and say hello so we get to celebrate who's with us today. We'll be right back hey everyone good morning happy oh not good morning good afternoon happy sunday sorry brad it's not the morning
1: it's Sunday evening, uh, Ray, where uh, you and I are, and uh, I think you might be uh, just suffering from too much of a great weekend. Maybe you've lost track of time. Maybe your weekend was just so amazing that it felt like it just sped by, and you think it's already on a Monday morning, maybe.
0: Yeah, I won't lie. I feel like it's like the autopilot for me to say good morning, because we're usually live every morning, Monday through Friday, for our other show, the Teach Better Today morning show. So yeah, super sorry. I'm all messed up. I just woke up from a nap. You know, it's like one of those situations that it just doesn't work out because my brain is mush. How are you, You Have a good weekend?
1: Great weekend. Beautiful weather here in southern Ontario, especially for the beginning of October. October. As we turn the uh, calendar page from September to October, we've been treated as a beautiful weather here. Mild weather, uh, low to mid-70s, beautiful sunshine, not a spot of rain here on the weekend. And uh, we spent the weekend at Lake Huron, Uh, one of our last weekends at our trailer, uh, spending the weekend just relaxing and getting ready for the change in seasons.
0: Mm, I love that. That can't. That like must have been so relaxing and also fulfilling, getting you ready for what's coming up this week, like you feel like you got to reset.
1: 100%. A uh, great week ahead in education and a great weekend to boot, just kind of putting the pieces together on a, a busy week and just kind of flip-flopping back, Ray, between uh, staying in touch with work uh, and making sure that we're moving things forward and thinking about the communication ahead, trying not to engage in uh, work email over the weekend to make sure that uh, my educators, the educators I work with, have that space and time away from the expectation of the email ping or the message ping going off and and eagerness to respond. So just planning ahead for the week and uh, looking forward to kicking it with you tonight in the Sunday Weekly Room space.
0: I love it. Yeah a very busy weekend. One of our members of our Teach Better family, for those of you that have kind of been with us for a while, we used to have a team member named Heather. She's now not necessarily working with the team in any capacity, but, you know, everyone's always family forever, and she just got married this weekend, so we took a little trip out of town, got to see a bunch of friends, and, of course, celebrate a beautiful bride and groom, so it was nice to be able to see some friends and stay a little bit past our bedtime. I don't know that I I need like another two naps before Monday comes. I'm trying not to be negative.
1: I think uh, naps are an important part of any busy weekend. But when you're on the go, 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 whether it's for a wedding or a family reunion or maybe an upcoming Thanksgiving dinner, anything like that, it's it's really hard to stay uh, energetic and really stay in the moment knowing that you're going from sunup to sundown.
0: I know. It's like, you know, people that always come back from a vacation they're like oh i need a vacation for my vacation that's how i'm feeling i'm like i just need a weekend for my weekend and then i'm ready to go so if anyone has a good boost of energy that they could give me a suggestion for in the comments i'd love to see it you know brad we were supposed to have a guest today that we weren't sure how the schedule is going to work it looks like she may may be here so we are going to be right back for our sunday strategy segment and see if we can bring on an amazing amazing new guest for the show and hopefully encourage all of you to connect with her and the amazing work that she is involved in. So we'll be right back. Can't wait. weekly warm up my name is ray heward brad hughes is in the house and look we have an amazing new face that just joined our crew here would you like to introduce yourself and, and share a little bit with our community as we get us started
2: absolutely can you hear me okay you sure can. can. You sound awesome. okay perfect so i'm morgan michael and i am an educator full-time i'm a kindergarten teacher i've been teaching for 16 years in British Columbia, Canada. So I'm up north uh, and I just wrote a book about a year and a bit ago uh, called From Burnt Out to Fired Up. And it's all about teaching educators to take care of themselves. And I'm hearing you say, you need a weekend from your weekend. And I think that that's a very, very common sort of feeling that we have as educators is we put so much of our heart and soul into it. And then we do need some time to relax, but then we we need some downtime on top of the fun, right? So that's a lot around the strategies that I offer educators in my professional development. So that's a little bit about me.
0: Morgan, I'm thrilled that you're here, Brad. I follow Morgan on Instagram and love learning from her so much. And I knew she was from you know, you're neck of the woods. So I feel like you
1: have something <laughs> in common. How far apart are the two of you, Brad? Uh, we're about a five-hour flight uh, from uh, out of Toronto into Vancouver. Uh, and Morgan, wonderful to connect with a fellow Canadian. And I'm also a follower on uh, Instagram and uh, what used to be Twitter. And excited to connect with you because one of my passions is shifting the conversation from self-care, looking after ourselves, to community care. What might it take for educators within any space to have the capacity and support to look after each other. Sounds like uh, you and I are talking the same language.
2: Absolutely, Brad. Like, I love that we are connected. First of all, I mean, Ray and I have talked on my podcast about the importance of community. I remember you saying that one of the most important things to do is to connect with our education community, whether that's online or it's in real life, how important that is. And I actually think, and I've written about this, is that part of what we might have used to call sort of self-care is really about feeling connected to other people, feeling connected to people who have similar values to us, or maybe even different, but that we feel like we're part of something, that we belong to something. So I think whether that's professional or whether that's on a personal, you know, on a personal level, all of these connections are so deeply important to our overall well-being for sure.
0: Morgan, tell us a little bit more about the podcast because I know in our Teach Better community, we love a good po- podcast recommendation. So I'd love to get our community here connected to another thing that they can enjoy, learn and listen to throughout the week.
2: I love that. So thank you for that. My podcast is called Hindsight 101. And it's been live since 2018. I started at pre pandemic, and I was deeply influenced by Seth Godin, who's a marketer in New York, but he also, I, he would consider himself a teacher. And so I did some work with him and did some coaching with him. Uh, I've had a number of people on the podcast, including yourself. And A range of different topics. So from self-care to community building to, you know, I've had psychologists on to talk about development and some of the things that we need to be doing in the classroom, in our communities to build morale. And so that includes some of the work that we do as administrators as well. How do we build that community? How do we encourage leadership when it comes to our educators and our paraprofessionals? You know, how do we release the reins so that they can be the best versions of themselves as well as our students? students so a lot of these people I've had over I think over 150 interviews now I think and um and every single time that I sit down with somebody I feel like first of all, I feel so um, grateful because, wow, to be able to have that kind of information at my fingertips is just an absolute gift. But I feel like every time I make new connection with somebody who is deeply influential or is an expert in their field, and it's just, uh, it's been such a joy and a wonderful journey. So if you do have the time, you know, go for a walk and pop, pop an earbud in and and have a listen and and, you know, listen to the interview I had with Ray.
0: It's a great More, conversation. Brad, I'd love
1: for you to jump in. Go ahead. Sorry to interrupt. 100%, no worries. Morgan. I'm really interested how you have been able to leverage your connections with various educators through your podcast or through your work and, and how that feeds forward into the work that you do in your kindergarten classroom.
2: Absolutely. You know, it's, it's really informed my practice as a professional. And so, you know, when it comes to what matters Oftentimes, I think we focus on content or we focus on our pedagogy, which is so important. Sometimes we need to drill down to the very basics. When we are having our students come in, we need to acknowledge that there are parents attached to those students. We need to sort of uh, understand that this is sort of a family affair, especially in primary. So I take a lot of time to build that community through meetings, through the interactions that we have, the one-on-one conversations, I take a lot of care to really acknowledge and validate where those parents are coming from to make the space feel safe for our students in many different ways. So whether it's through, you know, different kinds of seating or it's the way that I greet them in the morning or it's the soft start that we have in the morning, all of these things kind of contribute to uh, just a more gentle approach to school. And it's their first experience in school, largely, especially in Canada. We don't have junior kindergarten in the same way that some of our United States uh, friends do. And so I really honor and treasure that experience and know that it is so important to to do that in a very thoughtful way. And much of that has been informed by some of the psychologists, some of the, you know, people like George Koros and Jimmy Casas who have come on to talk about how relationships are important above anything else. And, um, and while I really believe that it is important to be an excellent teacher and to be up on, you know, the newest best practice approaches to our curriculum, I think it's also important to drill down to what's important. And we have these little humans in front of us and we need to honor that, that human connection first and foremost. Mm
0: -hmm. You know, one of the things you just mentioned, which I think is going to resonate very much with our Sunday crew is the concept of soft starts of Mm -hmm. looking at our day and how do we get it started with our kiddos? And, you know, we get together on Sundays. When the show originally was created, Brad and I just had a simple goal to, get educators slowly eased into the week. Right, We just want to kind of get ready, get excited for the work that we do, get rid of those Sunday scaries, focus on celebrating the incredible impact we're going to make, and also problem solve anything that might be on our hearts that we really want to make sure we we approach effectively this week. For, For many of us here, a soft start is a great way to start a Monday. Would you mind building on that a little bit more, maybe giving some tactical ideas of how an educator at any age level might plan an appropriate soft start for this week?
2: Yeah, and this has been really interesting to see some of my colleagues, not just because of my influence, but I think largely because of the shifting paradigm around the value of a soft start, I think for all of us, especially at the beginning of a week. But I obviously teach kindergarten, but I have colleagues who teach You know, fourth grade, fifth grade, and they are incorporating soft start as well. So what it looks like might be different and it might be more structured or less structured, depending on the educator. I think sometimes that matters, right? How does it resonate with you personally? In my classroom, we do about 15 minutes in the first, the beginning of the day, and it's the same sort of structure. Uh, but I will often put out activities that relate to some of the content that we've been exploring. Sometimes it's related to science. There's different tables that have basically provocations or invitations. They might be related to letter, you know, for kindergarten, it would be, you know, sort of letter formation or um, little counting, you know, counting blocks, or so they might do some some stories and um, kind of act them out. And they have these invitations, so they get to go right now we're doing sunflowers so we picked a big sunflower out of the community garden and there's a table with sunflowers and they've got their little their little tweezers and they're digging through we're talking about the different parts we've got lots of ell learners so english as a you know english language learners and so those students benefit greatly from that conversation that we have um and it's a great way to just meet them where they are also emotionally, you know, we have lots of students and I always talk about the merge lane for adults when I'm doing the work around burnout, especially post-pandemic. I say, we are we are in this merge lane back into some version of what normal looks like post-pandemic, right? And we're still sort of in it. It's kind of messy. And we need to acknowledge that our students are also coming off of that. And personally, and I know it's it's anecdotal through, through the work that I've done in the U.S. as well, many of our students are coming in fairly dysregulated and they have a difficult time sort of adjusting and what that soft start gives them is an opportunity to to slowly integrate into that work school day and we get a chance to go and check in with them I can give them an opportunity to meet their basic needs so there are students sometimes who need to eat first they might have eaten at home but it's time for another food break and we know that they they will be able to learn In a much more efficient and effective and happy way if they have their basic needs met. And so that soft start provides the time to do that. And we talk about inclusion. We talk about equity and the fact that different students need different things. That's what that offers Children, right? And when I think about my grade four or five colleagues or fourth grade, fifth grade colleagues, they're doing a similar thing. Their tabletop activities may be different, but they're going to be connected to the curriculum somehow, reinforcing some of those basic curricular concepts, uh, but also offering an opportunity for students to decompress if they've had, you know, a busy night or you never know what's going on at home, right? So, long winded answer.
1: Morgan, full of incredible information, not long-winded at all. I want to circle back to something that you mentioned about the purpose of the soft start, and maybe we can treat it as an antidote to dysregulation, or at least a worthy tool in our toolbox to help students become regulated. And then you said that you come alongside the students and you check in with them. Mm-hmm. And I I think that's crucial. I want to circle back to that point that you know, uh, self-regulation uh, on on the part of our kids doesn't happen magically. It, it happens through repeated co-regulation with adults who are matching both the environment uh, plus the emotional connection to help them be and find their balance, find their best. I I wonder if you can talk just a little bit about maybe one or two examples of how you and colleagues are learning to come alongside kids to co-regulate as opposed to expecting them to arrive regulated and ready to learn.
2: I love that. And I think that that's so, so important we teach our students, you know, we have these mirror neurons in our brain, and I'm not a neuroscientist, but I've done a lot of research on this. And we can affect the mood of of our classroom. We sort of through the way that we show up. Right. And so when we can identify that, that a student is maybe struggling, they're really high energy. Even it's not always difficult emotions. It's sometimes just, wow, you are super excited. So the way that I use my voice, the way that I create rapport, the way that I model the type of behavior language, uh, tone that I'd like to see in my classroom. I do that with my students. So I will do that. Um, I will get down, you know, I usually, almost always, I'm dropping down to knee level, right? So that I'm I'm at their eye level. And um, and so you got you to be good at getting up and down, right? <laughs> but I think it's really important to be at their eye level. And I think most educators know this, right, deep down. But I think it's always a good reminder to go, oh, right, yeah, we need to be doing that daily, you know, especially with those ones who, Those are the ones, the the children who, uh, we learn their name right away. That first day, you're like, I got that one. Um, You want to be able to to get to their level, to use that ideal tone with them, to ask them, you know, how are you doing? How was your weekend? Um, It can be casual. It doesn't have to be big and serious. Sometimes you can have kind of like a running inside joke that's just so lovely and light. I think sometimes we think, you know, social, emotional learning has to be big and deep and, and intense. And it it doesn't always, you know, sometimes I think children really love that opportunity to just connect and joke and, and have a light, a light connection with you, right. Um, And remember little things, you know, about the Pokemon that they love, or that they were going to have some fancy dinner with cherry pie, you know, that sort of thing is really really important, because it's that circling back that signals to them that you know them, right? And that down regulation, when they're up here, um, helps them to feel safe. And so I'd say, think about the ways that we create rapport with each other. It's that I contact it's the soft tone it's asking a a, an open-ended question it's greeting them you know in a friendly way and we know you know if we do have our negative or critical interactions with those children we need about four to five positive ones to offset that so just keeping that in the back of your head that that can right out the gate be a positive interaction that you have with that child Um, and it's just a helpful way to start.
0: I love that. You know, Morgan, there's so many different things that I know you've been able to share with educators to help them be a little bit better in this area. I know that you love sharing the insight you've learned from others and also notes and things that you've learned throughout your career that have just really allowed you to see success with students. If you had to pick like a soapbox moment, like a comment that you're like, If you take nothing away from today, please, please, please consider X, Y, Z. What would that be for you For our crew that is getting ready for an incredible first week of
2: October headed forward? Okay, can I say two things? I'm going to kind of cheat. I think one thing is don't underestimate the power of story. So you don't have to be an incredible storyteller. I think it's something that I've learn to hone as a skill, but my goodness, if you tell a personal story that somehow connects to their feelings or somehow connects to something that triggers a sense of awe in them or a sense of curiosity, like you can feel it in the air when your whole class is with you. And that is a magic moment. So if you can find an opportunity to share a little bit about yourself with them or your life or something you've learned, and you can sort of present it to them in a way that that triggers that. Oh my gosh, those are magic moments and they are with you and that's that's one of them. The other thing and this relates largely to the content that that I I really have done a lot of research on and that I care deeply about is make sure you're doing those basic things to to take care and tend to yourself Mm. and I think those are you know drink your water Um, if you can move your body a little bit every day that's huge and I know people say this all the time but nothing affects your mood more than moving your body and getting physically and physiologically kind of into it and so that can be a walk at lunch we have a walking club that we do and it's kind of an it's a low-key club but we you know one of us will be like are we going yes we're going and we'll go for 15 minutes or 10 minutes at lunchtime just to get the Heart rate up. So move your body and tell a good story. That's that's what I'd like to leave everyone with. I think that's the key to uh to sort of being able to trickle down that really positive energy for children. And I think if we can be positive, there's so much that we can do with them.
0: Mm, so good. Brad, we are going to transition here into our weekly giggle. We will be right back. Hey everyone, welcome back to our Sunday Weekly Warm Up. Brad Hughes is in the house. We have an amazing guest that we are going to make sure you add to your PLN because we are always stronger together, connecting with educators, doing incredible work in the field and full of little tips to get us ready for our week ahead, get ready for our day. Brad, this section is you know, my favorite of the show always, a weekly giggle to get everyone going. But I have to tell you, Brad, as much as I'm excited for whatever you have in store, I, too, have a weekly giggle for you. So how How would you like to do this? I want Morgan to get the full experience.
1: <laughs> this is going to be fantastic. First, I'd like to ask uh, Ray, you and Morgan, what kind of steps you might take if you were to lose something important to you?
2: What steps would you take? Oh. Oh, my gosh. Panic. <laughs> no, just kidding.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think panic, and then, like, problem solving, and then stress. My chest is tight thinking about it.
1: <laughs> Have you ever thought of creating a missing object poster and posting it in your uh, in your neighborhood?
0: I mean, why not? Absolutely. Brad's going to share his screen. He knows it's going to be good.
1: <laughs> Little boy reunited with Lego man after creating a missing po- person poster. A (laughs) 10-year-old British uh, student who lost his beloved Lego man has been reunited with the figure after creating a missing person poster for it. Lost, has anyone seen this Lego figure? Light brown quiff with matching eyebrows. Hawaiian shirt, blue with palm trees. And orange stripe on the bottom. Dark green pants. And he writes, it is very special to me. Even offering a two-pound reward, Ray and Morgan. There is a picture of... (laughs) The missing Lego man and that missing Lego man was reunited (laughs) after being found in a park where the little boy plays by a fellow classmate. So that's one strategy and maybe a strategy that you want to bring into your classroom if you're looking for ways to engage kids with, as Morgan said, what is important to them, whether it's uh, an important toy, uh, a special piece of clothing, anything important, you know, create a wanted poster for it just in case it gets lost. (laughs)
0: Oh my God, Brad, I feel like we were so in sync because mine has to do with losing something too. I'm ready. Oh my gosh, Morgan, Brad, I'm so excited (laughs) for this. I was scrolling through Instagram and trying to just like recoup from the crazy weekend. And I see this amazing picture of a tweet and it is so spot on. Morgan, with your role, I can only imagine this is something that you can can appreciate. It says here... (laughs) Giving my classroom glue sticks, human names, has been revolutionary. Does a student care if a glue stick goes missing? No. Do they care if Derek the glue stick has been returned? Absolutely. It's like a manhunt until Derek has been reunited to his rightful spot. (laughs)
2: <laughs> I saw this actually I think I saw it this weekend and I think that is so brilliant it actually kind of triggered something I was like I gotta think about how to do that practically because I think it's brilliant <laughs> you, could have always, a na- you could have a yeah. naming ceremony or something it's just so cute <laughs> I love it
0: I know as like a, a former middle school teacher we focused a lot on like trying to give students access to supplies the main one being a pencil but then you yes. always lost all the pencils. And so then you were frustrated because you had nothing else to give because they weren't seen in a way that you wish they had. I can just imagine having pencils with names and like being able to joke about them and also being able to get Derek returned at the end of the class hour.
1: <laughs> we might exactly. be able to put together a wanted poster for Derek, you know, a full description of Derek, you know, uh, white plastic lid, uh, uh, yellow body, a uh, dial at the bottom. Has anyone seen Derek? <laughs>
2: So good. It's a good writing. It's a good writing tie in too. <laughs> Ooh, I
0: love this right? I mm-hmm. a little, little art, a little writing. Uh, I think this also, we could talk about character traits and everything here. I, I love this focus. See, this is why the weekly giggle is always something I enjoy.
1: <laughs> I think it really speaks to the power of bringing a sense of humor into your, into your classroom community. Uh, mm-hmm. when, when kids know that their educators are in on the joke and they want to make you know, uh, learning together, lighthearted and fun, whether it's naming your glue sticks or what, whatever it is, you know, we we can take our job seriously without taking ourselves seriously all the time too.
0: You know, there's always always so many little things that we hope to leave you all with during the show to get you started for your week, that there's so many Morgan that you've shared little things that we can Mm. really consider to change the, the positive trajectory of our plan for the week. I would like a really stupid challenge to be that I want everybody here to try and find a reason to create a wanted poster. Like if you can, whatever it looks like for you at whatever grade level, if you could find a way to incorporate a wanted poster into your week, snap a picture, tag us all on social media, Instagram's the easiest. This is going to be hysterical. (laughs) I love it. So good. Brad, you are pulling something up and we are wrapping up here. What is going on? What are you showing us?
1: I just want to make sure that uh, everyone has an opportunity to uh, visit MorganMichael.com. Uh, and Morgan uh, mentioned that she is the author of Burnt Out to Fire It Up. I just wanted to make sure that Morgan had an opportunity to to remind our listeners and viewers about the book and about how to stay in touch with her.
2: Thank you so much, Brad. I really appreciate that. Yeah, the book is just, it's chock full of all sorts of different strategies, not only for mindfulness, but also for goal setting, which people don't always identify with uh, sort of avoiding burnout, right? It's about creating a compelling future, some tips for connecting, uh, and also about tapping into your own creativity, and then just becoming more resilient through a number of different activities. Um, And I also have another book coming out soon called The Belonging Blueprint. So I'm very, very excited about that. And that will be some really actionable strategies for administrators and for teachers to sort of build a sense of belonging in their classroom. So I'm very, very excited about that.
0: Wonderful. Friends, please make sure you go check out Morgan on her website, on social media, and everywhere in between. And then, of course, if you ever have any issues connecting with somebody in our network, Brian and I are always just one direct message away. and We'll get everything squared away for you. Morgan, thank you so much for making this work tonight and being a part of this incredible conversation. You have so much to share. I can't wait for them to continue learning
2: alongside you this week. Thank you so much, Ray and Brad. It was an absolute pleasure. So much fun. And I can't wait to hear from your listeners because I'm always here to uh, to help and to, to answer any questions as well.
1: So, Huge value added to our show tonight, Morgan. So great to connect with you and great to connect with a fellow Canadian educator working in a heart-led way to connect with uh, kids and colleagues alike. So thanks for joining us. Yeah,
0: so fun. Thank you. Brad, before we go, I just want to let you know, I appreciate you too. i love seeing you on Sunday. So I'm so glad that you were here.
1: I'm so glad you were here too. I I love our Sunday weekly warm-up space and it's so wonderful to connect with our whole Teach Better community. It's something I look forward to each and every week. And I hope that everyone watching and listening does too. We'll look forward to seeing you next week.
0: Yeah, the God, the comments were flowing, friends. We'll see you so soon. See you next Sunday. Don't forget to participate Monday through Friday in the Teach Better Today morning show that streams every single morning at seven a.m. Eastern. We have plenty more in store as a team, so stick with us. We hope you have a wonderful week ahead. Bye, friends.